You are listening to the Vibrant Life Podcast, episode 53. The Vibrant Life. Hey you, this is Emily. Welcome back to the Vibrant Life Podcast. I have taken a few weeks hiatus, my friends, and I appreciate your patience. You may not realize this, but this podcast is a one-woman show, and while I do love it, it takes quite a bit of work, (laughs) and uh, I needed to take some time for some self-care, so uh, I appreciate you being patient with me. Sometimes we all need that, right? So I hope that you can take time, if you need it, to take care of yourself when you need it, but uh, I'm back now, and I'm thrilled to be with you again, my friends. And just in case you're new to this podcast... Uh, The Vibrant Life podcast is a place to come for short messages each week that will focus on creating your best life. So we dive into topics relating to personal development, spirituality, productivity, self-love, mindfulness, and more. So my hope is that we can learn and grow together and then truly build a vibrant life. If you find value in these episodes, I would really love a quick review on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss a show. (laughs) And please don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. It helps so much to get the word out to as many people as possible. For this comeback show, I'm sharing an idea that is near and dear to my heart. It's a concept that I've attempted to live for a while now, and it seriously makes life more vibrant. And obviously, I fall short more times than I'd like to admit, but we're all human and effort counts for a lot. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about compersion. (laughs) And although I have been living this principle for years, uh, I only recently learned the word compersion. I'm a wordy person, I'm a nerd, and I'm always looking for fun new words and their meanings. Uh, Side note, it's a fabulous feeling uh, to name something in our human experience that we weren't able to communicate before, isn't it? It's kind of magical. That satisfying click in our understanding, and it happens more as children, I think. Um, As adults, we kind of hit these plateaus in our learning and growth. We get into kind of a complacent rut, and we don't experience the wonder of learning as we did in childhood. And we need to work on that. We need to work our way back into wonder, my friends. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I heard about compersion on TikTok of all places. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I am on TikTok, (laughs) even though I'm in my 30s. I think it's kind of fun sometimes, but it can be a distraction. So you got to be careful. Uh, but conversion is a slang. You can't find it in the dictionary yet. Uh, the great thing about language is that it does evolve and grow like a living thing, and new words are born all the time. So conversion, or sorry, conversion is a newer word like that. Um, but I've been waiting for it to define this kind of principle, this significant principle in my life. Thanks for hanging out here with me during all of this buildup. Wow. <laughs> um, Compersion is an empathetic and wholehearted joy that we feel when someone else has a positive experience. You can think of compersion as a sort of cousin to compassion. Um, Think about compassion. We have compassion for someone when they are going through a difficult or painful experience, right? We feel for that person in in our heart and we want to help them. 
And compersion is that same kind of love and feeling for others, but rather than um, during difficult times, it's a true joy that you feel when things go right for someone else. A key factor in compersion is that you're genuine and sincere in your happiness when others experience good things. Uh, This joy is full when the catalyst of the delight does not involve or benefit us directly. So compersion's not diminished by jealousy. It's uh, compersion's not tainted by possessiveness or um, any kind of negative that way. Uh, Actually, compersion is a state that's comparable to what is described about Nathaniel in the Bible. The only description that we have of Nathaniel is that he was without guile. He doesn't get much attention after that. We know that he was introduced to the Savior by Philip, who was another of the original 12 apostles. Philip asked Nathaniel to simply come and see Jesus, and then he would know the truth. And uh, the verses relating to Nathaniel are short, and so I think I'll just read them to you. You can find this story in John chapter 1, verses 47 to 51. I know I'm getting kind of religious and talking Bible at you, but... I'm not talking Bible at you. I just think this is a great story, and it it uh, shares a point that is dear to my heart. So, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter, ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man." So there's a lot you can unpack from these five verses. (laughs) Um, You know, kind of with everything in the scriptures, you can take a lot of different meanings and things out of it. Today, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, We can surmise that Nathaniel had a spiritual experience under a fig tree. And during that tender ordeal, Nathaniel thought he was alone. But the Savior knew what occurred and had been there with him all along. And that's powerful to remember when we go through hard things and it feels like we're so alone that we can rely on the Savior. But that's kind of a side note, but good to remember. Um, but the trait that Jesus focused on was that Nathaniel's, uh, Nathaniel had a sincerity of heart and he had no guile. Guile is another word that might be new to you. It's not super common in everyday language. Guile is a craftiness and deceptiveness in spirit. So basically it's kind of like a what's in it for me attitude. You always kind of have an ulterior motive. Um, In a fabulous talk entitled Without Guile, Joseph B. Worthlin explains that to be without guile is to be free of deceit, cunning, hypocrisy, and dishonesty in thought or action. In other words, you truly have a pure heart. If you're going to be remembered for something, having no guile is not a bad epitaph. It's it's pretty great, actually. I think this factors in greatly with both compassion and compersion. There are two sides of the same coin, right? On one side, you have compassion, a deep sympathy, and a desire to help when others are suffering. And then on the other side is compersion, a deep joy and love for others when they experience something great. 
Have you ever been just so excited to share good news with a friend? Maybe you just got back from a terrific vacation and you want to tell your peeps about it. It seems like there's always someone who needs to one-up your story. You went swimming with dolphins? That's nothing. When I was on vacation, I did this, etc. And then they make that moment all about them. It's the worst when that happens. But sometimes you have a special friend who celebrates with you. You went swimming with dolphins? Wow, that's so cool and exciting. What was it like? What did the dolphin's skin feel like? What was your favorite part about the experience? And a friend like that is golden. And the best part is that they are genuinely happy for you. And they're happy with you. And they have compersion. I'm human and I absolutely get jealous sometimes. But honestly, I know the joy that comes from being happy for others. There's just this special blink of an eye moment that sparks a delight in both the person with good news and the person they're sharing it with. I think maybe it's a vulnerability thing. When someone shares a piece of themselves with you and you accept it, that connection is what life is all about. And when you connect like this over the good things, those good things really do become great. When the truth clicks in your brain that when someone else wins, you win too, It's incredible how much more fun and more rich life becomes. And I'm telling you, you're surrounded by opportunities for compersion. Your neighbor's a gardener and you celebrate the beauty of it with her. You probably even benefit from a few of the veggies. Your boss at work tells you that their kid has been struggling in school, but they finally got an A on the test. That's two times the compersion. (laughs) But celebrate them do a victory dance and uh, maybe one of your friends created something, an artwork or a poem or a song, or maybe they built something like a chair. It doesn't really matter. We all know it takes guts to share something you created from your heart with another person. And when a friend shares these things with you, take it for the honor that it truly is. Embrace the joy that comes from being happy for others. Be compersionate. <laughs> I guess compersionate is the word if compersion is right. And even though compersion in itself requires that you don't have ulterior motives in your delight for someone else, here's the truth. When you're happy for others, they're going to be happy for you. <laughs> I kind of want to start singing, it's the circle of life, like Elton John or something. <laughs> Um, you can call it karma or good vibes, or maybe if you're more left-brained, you might just call it reciprocity, right? One good deed deserves another. <laughs> but basically, I just it's simply love. Uh, if you love someone sincerely, if you're compassionate during the tough times and compersionate during the happy ones, then they're going to be there in similar ways for you. Because when you love like this, you're connected. And there's another famous verse in the Bible where it says, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. And I believe that's true. I believe that it helps a lot to try and see people as the Savior sees them. It makes it easier to serve them if you know that by helping someone else, you're also serving the Lord. But here's a secret that's going to change your life. When you love others sincerely in both word and deed, You are also loving and serving yourself (laughs) because we're all connected. We are all children of God. We all make a difference and send ripples throughout humanity with the actions that we take each day. 
When I send a ripple out by loving someone else, eventually that ripple will come back to me. Kind of makes me think of that song, uh, The Chain of Love by Clay Walker. (laughs) I'm all about the 90s and 2000s country music. Yeah. Um, But in the song, a man named Joe helps an older woman whose car broke down, right? And he tells her... Uh, She doesn't have to pay him. He just fixes the car and tells her to pay it forward and not to let the chain of love end with you. So then that later, the woman stops at a diner to eat and ends up leaving a big tip for her waitress who was pregnant. Well, it turns out that the waitress is Joe's wife. (laughs) And uh, it's a great song. You should listen to it. I'll put a link in the show notes. But things like this happen all the time. What you send out into the world comes back to you, my friends. So the challenge this week is to be happy for others. It's simple, but it's meaningful. Show some compersion for the people in your life. Celebrate all the good things, big or small. Find joy for others without thinking about how circumstances might affect you. This is one of the big keys in life, my friends. Even though it might not seem like it, I promise you will be a happier person and your life will definitely be more vibrant. So thanks for spending a few minutes with me today and live the vibrant life.